0: The epistle is from 2 Peter chapter 1. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased, we ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. This is my son whom I love. This is my son whom I love. With him, with him, I am well pleased. These were the words spoken on that mountain one day long ago when sunlight poured forth from the face of Jesus that day Jesus' clothes were bright, filled with light. And suddenly, a bright, radiant cloud came over them with a voice sounding from deep within the cloud, This is my Son, whom I love, the focus of my delight. The focus of my delight. Now, dear friends, that day, Jesus' glory, his glory over sin and death was on display for those disciples to see. Furthermore, God the Father showed his complete and total approval of the person and the work of Christ in those words. It was a grand display. The whole thing was a grand display of divine glory and a grand announcement that Jesus, yes, Jesus, had God's pleasure upon him. Now, keep in mind that when the Father said that he was well-pleased, well-pleased with Jesus, that this was not merely an emotional sentiment or perhaps a favorable job review. It wasn't as if it was being stated, you know, Jesus, I like who you are. I like your personality. I like your charisma. I like your charm. You've got nice charisma. It's neat to see what you're doing for the whole human race. Keep it up. Go get them, tiger. It's not what was being stated. This is not what was meant by the Father. You see, when the Father said that he was well-pleased, He is publicly announcing, from that bright, radiant cloud, I am well pleased. He's showing total and complete approval of the person and work of Jesus. To be well pleased with Jesus meant no distance, no departure, no distance between the Father and Christ. No distance at all. None. It meant nothing else was needed. It meant that Jesus was doing exactly what needed to be done at that point in time. He was exactly who he needed to be at that point. The Father was publicly affirming and approving of Christ. And the divine glory of Jesus was confirmed to the disciples that everything that they needed, everything that they needed, hinged on the person and work of Jesus right there. Divine glory on display with the divine voice in you i'm well pleased and so as we consider our readings from the gospel of matthew and second peter this morning we would do well to be encouraged by the words of the father furthermore we should be taken aback indeed taken aback by the appearance and the glory of jesus himself him shining like a radiant sun but my friends if this is all that we take away from today If this is all that we glean, that we say, wow, Jesus is sure bright, and boy, the Father sure likes Jesus. If that's all we take, I'm afraid we've missed the gospel that speaks and shines forth for you and me this morning. You see, dear friends, when we look into this world, yeah, when we look into this world, we see a dark world. No doubt about it, we see a very dark world. We see death and we see decay, as well as a long list of disapproval from the world. Now, I'm certainly not trying to be pessimistic, one of those glass-half-empty type of people. Well, rather, what I'm trying to do is be realistic with you and me. You see, this world that we live in is a veil of tears, as they say. In other words, this world is sunk in tribulation. It's sunk in tribulation after tribulation, hardship after hardship with tears that come down like rain. As a person in the hospital said to me this week in the hall, right outside of the ICU, Pastor, life is cruel. It's tough. Life isn't fair, Pastor. It just isn't fair. Indeed, there is a daily grind, as you know, in this world. Every day that we live, these bodies, they don't shine like the sun, Let's just be honest, they don't shine like the sun, but they show deterioration day after day. And to make things worse, there's no such thing as a positive spirit, good vibes in the world. This world is indeed very critical, very harsh. Whether it is your school, whether it is your job, or your local neighborhood, there is not a day that goes by where you and I are not somehow slandered behind our back or somehow where we fail our neighbor in our thought, word, and deeds, in our duties to them where we fall short. The point is, when we look deeply into this world, this veil of tears, we see a world full of death and decay, and when we listen to this world with our ears, what we hear is a very critical world that takes special notice of all of life's failures. Though we never support or encourage suicide, part of me gets it. Part of me gets it. Back in 2008, when the American novelist David Foster Wallace killed himself, many people also said, you know, I get it. You see, if the only thing in this life is decay and death itself, if the only thing in this world that we hear is the speaking of disappointment after disappointment, disapproval after disapproval into our ears, well, what's worth living for? What is so important to keep on trucking on, as they say? I suppose this is the part of the sermon that I could say to you right now. I could say something like this, you know, Jesus, dear friends, Jesus is the light in the darkness. Look at Jesus. Indeed, look at Jesus. There's always a bright spot in every dark cloud. I could also say this. Listen to what the Father said about Jesus. In this world of disapproval, the Father approves of Jesus. That's good to hear. Now, while this is fine and dandy, and refreshing to hear. It's good to see Jesus lit up like the sun. It's good to hear the Father's approval of Jesus. We perhaps may still need to ask, what does this have to do with you and me? Indeed, what does it have to do with you and me? My friends, it has everything to do with you and me. It's absolutely everything. Listen up, In today's collect, as we prayed this morning, the collect is the collection of our thoughts for the day. It's the collection of our thoughts in our opening prayer of the service. In our collect of the day, at this altar, indeed, at this altar, we prayed that we would be be made co-heirs with King Jesus in heaven. Co-heirs. In other words, Jesus had a body just like ours. He has a body like ours. And his body that he had was subject to the suffering of this world. However, with his body, Jesus nonetheless still lit up with glory. That is to say, when we look at the transfigured Jesus in our text, as we hear about Jesus transfigured, Jesus full of glory, Get this: we actually get a small glimpse of the future glory our bodies will have when we're resurrected from our graves. Now, did you hear that? You see, seeing sunlight pouring from Jesus' face and light coming from his body gives you a sneak peek of what it will be like on that great last day when death will no longer have any dominion over your body. Now, no doubt about it, life is hard. Life is full of decay and death. However, there is hope beyond this life. Seeing Jesus' face full of glory, seeing Christ transfigured, gives you and me a sneak peek that you too will have a glorified body at the great resurrection, the very last day. And so this means, quite literally, that we can despise death itself and look upon death as a tiny sleep for just a little while. My friends, what do you have to fear what do you have to fear in death and suffering when Jesus shines like the sun for you and is white as light to enlighten you? Absolutely nothing. There's nothing to fear in life, nothing to fear in death. When you compare it to the future life you have in Christ with a resurrected and glorified body, the appearance of Jesus lighting up like the sun proves that sin is has been overcome for you and me in Christ. It proves that death has been overcome for you and me in Christ. And there's more. There's more for us. In today's collect here this morning, our opening prayer, we actually prayed and we thank God that the voice from the bright cloud wonderfully foreshadowed our adoption by grace. In other words, when you were baptized, You were not baptized into nothing. It was not just a mere splashing of water, a little bath. Instead, you were baptized into Christ. Your baptism connected you to Jesus and Jesus to you. You were buried with Christ and raised with him. You were cemented with Jesus. You were clothed with the brightness of Christ in your baptism that covers all of your sins. And so, in your baptism, the words spoken to Jesus are words that are spoken to you as well. When you have Christ, you have the Word given to Christ as well. Baptized saints, do you realize that God the Father, though, is well-pleased? That's the whole point, that he's well-pleased with you this day? Think about that. The Father is well-pleased with you this day. He is well-pleased with you not because of what you think, not because of what you do, not because of what you say. No, he is well-pleased with you because you have been hidden with Christ. Obviously, you and I are not God's son, as Jesus is, but God still says of you, though, through Christ, you are my child, you are my children, my beloved. In you, I am well pleased. And so because your Jesus is not only your Savior from death, but also your Savior from sin, that means that there is no distance between you and the Father. Even though this world rarely speaks a word of kindness, you need not worry. For in Christ, God delights in you as his redeemed child. In Christ, nothing else is needed for God's approval. In Christ, you have the Father's good pleasure. That is so good. So good to hear. And so what slander the world do we need to fear? What slander of the world do we need to fear when you have the full favor of God in Christ Jesus? Absolutely nothing. There's nothing to fear in the rants and the slander and the rhetoric of mankind when you compare to the approval of God that you have in Christ this day. Again, the approval of the Father is your approval because Jesus belongs to you and you belong to Jesus in your baptisms. God be praised. And so, baptized saints... In Christ's transfiguration, you have the promise of eternal life beyond the grave. Through Christ, you have God's approval as well, beyond the world's critical slander. In Christ, we see God's glory and we hear God's voice. In Christ, you have God's glory and God's voice as you journey through this veil of tears with hope, with assurance, with joy, with the promise of God. In you I am well pleased because of my Son who bled and died for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. <laughs> Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with darkness.